Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the CX Cast. This is your host, Jenny Wise. And on this episode, I am joined by a guest named Claude Coltia. He is the Senior VP, Head of Enterprise Customer Experience at Travelers, who functions as the Chief Customer Officer and a member of the Travelers Operating Committee. So hi, Claude. Hi, Jenny. So happy to be with you all today. Yeah, I am so excited to have you join this episode where we are going to answer the question, how to grow the CX discipline. And this is a big question, but I really want to talk <laughs> it over with you because you have been in the CX world for quite some time in a variety of roles at a variety of companies. And so I'm really excited to have you here you know, to share what your path has been, you know, what your CX roles have looked like, and also some tips and insights that you've gathered, right, that can help to sort of elevate the CX practice and, and discipline going forward. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm really excited to share the journey, Jenny. And, you know, we, we are part of a great CX community. And I think that's one of the great things I appreciate is having learned from so many other partners. So really excited to share some of my learnings and journey as well today. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. That's also why I love having, right, the CX, CX <laughs> on here because CX looks so different at so many different companies. Right. right. I find so many people in the CX field have had a really different path into CX. So it's always so interesting to hear, you know, what others have done and sort of what they might be learning so that, you know, no, no one has to start from scratch, right? We can all share best practices and, and work yes. together here. <laughs> exactly. So maybe to start then. You know, could you share sort of what your path has been to get to the role that you're in now? Yeah, sure. And this is one of the things that I do love and appreciate about, you know, our our discipline and, and the work that we all love is that we all come from so many different backgrounds, right, in fields and kind of learning. So mine sort of happened. I was um, a mathematician in college and I really loved data. I really loved data science. And so my sort of skill set led me into the world of actual science mathematics. And I did that for a couple of years, really enjoyed it, really loved learning, you know, how to think about data, organize data, think about risk for the purpose of kind of driving business results. And after a few years, I thought to myself, I wonder if there's sort of a broader use for this, right? Thinking about where I sort of take my career next step. And from there, I went, took a role at a startup uh, in a kind of customer strategy role, but really helping the organization look at the marketplace through really thoughtful data analytics, right? Where's the opportunity for white space growth? Where's kind of the best profitability potential? And slowly that was where I was sort of introduced to, to really the impact of customers and this idea that, oh, the customers matter, right? It's sort of how they think, how they, how they respond to an organization really, really makes an impact. And so from there, went to get my MBA and, and my first role out of grad school was working for the Gallup organization. That really started kind of my customer experience life, if you will. So what was exciting is I got to work with many organizations initially as, you know, the CX discipline was kind of growing and maturing. And I got to work with, you know, financial service organizations and with retail organizations. But it really was when, you know, I noticed the conversations, Jenny, starting on how do we think about the customer, right? What's the right way to listen to them, to understand them, we know that this has an impact. We're starting to see that, 
but we really don't know how to you know bring this into the organization so that was really exciting and it was really exciting to be part of an organization that you know had the research but also really combined with really thoughtful kind of data analytics and kind of the voice of the world and then from there i went on the industry side so i had a chance to work with Citigroup and as part of City Gold, as, as they were really thinking thoughtfully about their kind of customer experience practice and their offering to their high value segment. That was really fun. And that was where I had my first opportunity to kind of dig in deep into thinking about, right, what does this look like on the inside, right? What are the kind of implications? How do you bring people together? How do you bring people along? And then really, what is the next step after you build a sort of core voice of the customer program? From there, I just uh, really took this similar role in a couple of different places, which included healthcare at Fresenius Medical Care, North America, and uh, Citizens Financial Group. So I've been really fortunate in the past before my role here at Travelers to be part of really, I'd say, thoughtful customer-centric organizations in multiple industries. And what I've seen, I think the, the most exciting part for me, Jenny, for the customer experience practice kind of crossing industries, both on the consulting side and on the industry side, was that there are really a core set of disciplines, capabilities, and learning that are really translatable across industry, right? This idea of mm -hmm. how do we bring the customer right into the middle of the work to drive not only a better experience for the customer, but really also value to the organization. And so now I'm at Travelers, you know, with this role, helping lead customer experience across the organization, but in partnership with all the business lines and teams. So, you know, my journey started in data, but I work with partners who, you know, started in marketing, who started in operations, who started in finance, some who started in graphic design. And so it's been a really, really fun journey. And, you know, each of us brings kind of a really thoughtful and unique skill set to the table, as, you know, many CX teams do that sort of multidisciplinary teams that we tend to see. Yeah, I think that's great. And what a path that you've had. But what about the humans, right, on the other side of this equation? So it's how yes. you went through that, that shift as well. You know, as yeah. well, we've had a lot of exposure to the sort of organizational and structural changes right. that were going to be required too to bring this customer sort of front and center yep. to the, the company strategy. Yeah, absolutely. I like to sometimes think of ourselves as as artists of the data science of human behavior, right? Because that's what that's what we really are. So, yeah, that's a really I think exciting and fun part of, of what we all do. Yeah, I love I like I like how that's characterized. <laughs> so for what you do now in this role, because, you know, as you mentioned, you know, it sounds like we're working with a variety of different colleagues with a variety of different backgrounds. What sort of falls under your purview when we talk about, you know, CX? Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for that. So the way that, that we look at the CX office, and this has been really also, Jenny, for me, kind of a learning over the years of you know, what do we want to help support? What do we want to help shape? And really what's important, right? When you think about how do you bring customer into the organization? And I think uh, kind of a simple way to think about it is that there's really three components to the sort of CX office, right? The first one is, is data. And I'll talk about that a little bit deeper. The second one is design. And then third one's delivery. And I think really the idea here is that all three sort of need to work in synchrony, but then with a partnership across the enterprise. And so with the data, right, part of then the CX office from the data element, we do have sort of an enterprise data office and we work in close partnership with them. But from our side, it's really, uh, we call it experience research data and analytics, 
right? So this is really kind of that behavioral economics lens, understanding our customers' uh, responses, their behaviors, their emotions, both rational and irrational, and then the impact that has on, you know, every part of the customer journey, uh, the overall relationship and the customer life cycle, right? So that's sort of part one. Part two of the data uh, is what we refer to as, as experience segmentation. Uh, you know, segmentation is also one of those things I think that has evolved over the years, but now is kind of coming more into the customer experience office um, because the first part of, of segmentation really is about sort of data patterning, right? What is the right way to sort of cluster customers that uh, that sort of show some patterns that we can think about targeting them in a better way? But as we see this this really mature and, and evolve, experience segmentation says, okay, well, we understand the patterns. We looked at the best way to sort of group and kind of cluster customers, but then what do we want to offer them, right? What is the value proposition? How do we actually shape the experience upfront versus making it uh, uh, reactive and reactionary? So those are really the two core parts of our, think of it as that sort of data office. And again, working in partnership with both enterprise data teams and with um, uh, and with business line data teams, we like to refer to our sort of data asset as the sort of uh, missing data asset in the organization. Right, many organizations think of data in terms of right like finance and operations, and especially in insurance, um, actuarial. Uh, and we we really see ourselves as really the the fourth leg of that stool. And 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 the organization is really now learning the value of understanding uh, uh, really the inside of what customers are thinking and how they're responding to that emotionally. So that's part one. Part two is the on um, the design. So really, that's the experience de design office. So the enterprise uh, experience de design office is uh, sits within our organization. And again, we work closely with both the business lines and with other functions to really bring human centered design discipline into the middle of all the work that they do. Part of that too is our head of design. He also builds kind of the community of practice, right? So really bringing the design experts all together and creating a consistent design system, right? Design is also one of those things that as it's evolved and it's really been sh helping shape customer experience, a lot of organizations, right, see the value in it, right? When you look at great organizations like Apple or Amazon or, you know, Spotify, they've been very thoughtful about human-centered design. And now we're seeing this come into light really in uh, financial services as well as other industries. The other components uh, with design is also thinking around uh, the design spectrum, right? So I think design has been typically thought of as just sort of UX, UI, right? That sort of interface. But we also think of design, Jenny, from the lens of, of product design, right? How do we yes. want to shape a product up, up front, right? So, mm -hmm. so that capability, that way of thinking into other realms. And then finally, we also think about journey design. You could think of this, you know, in the CX space, we often talk about journey mapping, right? That was kind of customer experience early years, right? Where we were really excited. We started mapping customer journeys, but really design now takes it to the next level, thinking about how do we actually intend an entire journey to be in all, and all those components are part of the design office. So really exciting. And then finally, delivery, right? So to us in our customer experience office at Travelers, we want to make sure that we're bringing business value. So delivery includes customer journey transformations. Think of that as really top-down delivery to drive CX results. And then the bottom-up is cultural transformation, right? That organic, that how do you get folks who are really working closest to the customer to really feel and understand what the customers are doing. And then finally, customer advocacy. That's our group that kind of monitors and works across our own team, but they're sort of a frontline operations team that, that looks at social media, listens to the customers, and they kind of function as a concierge into travelers. 
So that's our group. What we really think of ourselves, Jenny, is we're kind of architects. The business lines own the execution, right? And we partner really closely with them, but we kind of bring the pieces together to really make sense of what is the customer thinking, doing, and then what is the impact so that we create not only better experience for them, but value for our shareholders and really value for the organization. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I love those sort of three buckets that you put things in. It's interesting though, when you said delivery, Jonas, my mind initially went to like experience delivery, thinking of maybe engineers and those are going to build this experience. (laughs) But I think your description was so interesting because it's really sort of, and correct me if this isn't the right interpretation, you know, but delivery of the vision, strategy to the organization, which is such a critical step in this, this field to make sure that you not only have these great ideas and these great findings, but that you are able to storytell them to get others on board and sort of prove that they're going to matter to the business. Yeah, that's exactly it, Jenny, right? And because from my perspective, one of the things that I've learned through the years is that we want the delivery actually to be the delivery you talked about, right? Some of that technical delivery, right? That's inside the the business, right? And there's experts there that do that really well, right? The engineers that are working inside the business to understand our delivery is exactly what you said, right? How do we deliver to assure that that we're driving results, right? That we're bringing that vision of customer centricity into the organization, working in partnership with kind of those teams that are focused on, we can call it more the sort of micro parts of delivery, but we're really weaving together that broad narrative and and bringing delivery of the, uh, of like you said, right? Vision of both the kind of customer journeys, but also the heart of customer centricity, which is really that kind of cultural evolution. Right. So you mentioned a few things there as you were talking that I guess sort of that I latched onto because I think they're pretty mature practices. So, you know, hats off to what you're working on here. Well, thank you. Pulling together all of this data, talking about the design system, right? Building consistency, allowing this to scale across the organization. Also having sort of design and CX not just exist at the interface level right, or reactionary, but it is proactive and sort of focusing on strategy. That's a very sort of mature CX practice. So mm-hmm. I'm curious from your take, either, you know, what you see in your organization, but also sort of looking broadly at sort of the discipline of CX, you know, how mature do you think it is today? And sort of how do you, you think it's evolved from where it was when you started? Yeah, yeah. So I really appreciate this too, because I think this is where we have really come a long way as, as a practice, right? CX is, is, I think, one of the disciplines and capabilities that 20 years ago was really kind of new and groundbreaking, right? We had things like, you know, the conversations initially around voice of the customer, right? Uh, around how do you measure? What does that mean to the, to the organization? I think where we are today speaks a lot to both the vision of customer experience practitioners and really the value that many executive leaders have put on really understanding the customer. So we've come a long way. That said, Jenny, I still think that we do have a ways to go. What I've seen kind of in the marketplace, when I look at organizations that have really been successful through customer experience, right, sort of identified those value levers from customer experience and kind of customer centricity, they've really taken it to this level of kind of a much, much more serious discipline. The teams that I think haven't been quite as successful, I think they sometimes fall in in the trap that they may be well-intended, but it's still a little bit anecdotal, right? Uh, They haven't weaved, I think, all the pieces together enough to be able to drive change into the organization. So I think we've matured, and especially the team and and this is kind of my rough estimate, right? There's sort of no data point other than Claude's here. So take this for what it's worth, right? But I see sort of 30% of CX teams really who are thriving and who are really on that path because they recognize the true multidisciplinary aspect of what we all do. And they've brought that all together, both through 
through partnering with the business lines, but really also influencing, but recognizing that, that we have to be mindful of all elements and uh, these kind of cross-functional capabilities. And they've come really far. And I think they've been at the forefront of really bringing the CX discipline to the table, right? With the kind of chief finance office, right? With the CEO, uh, where they recognize the value in it. I think the other 70% who are, you know, working really hard, but maybe don't feel like they've made as much progress can occasionally sometimes focus on some of just the soft skills, which are really important. Don't get me wrong. And that sometimes speaks to the culture, but not yet where maybe the CFO says, okay, this is really impacting our PNL, right? This is impacting our bottom line. And so, you know, to me, I think again, overall, we have really moved the bar. Many of us are sitting at the table and, you know, we're really proud of that at Travelers. And, you know, Travelers is also very customer centric and our executive leadership has been really forward thinking. But I think some of the organizations that maybe are not there yet, they're starting to see some of these ideas. They're starting to see this need for kind of skilling themselves up and weaving together and really bringing together the organization, right? I think ultimately, Jenny, the CX teams will be the kind of central architects to bring the customer to the center of the work because we keep seeing increased consumerization right out in the marketplace. And I think the CX office is really becoming, especially where it's successful, kind of those central architects to bridge the gap between the outside customers and then value to the organization. Yeah. And what is something we think of how we do see right, that CX orgs are very different. Yes. And how they are, you know, both approached by the company, but also sort of approach their jobs. I think you just touched on something which is really interesting and that we see as well as sort of being really key for success, which is that a lot of people sort of understand that the customer is important, right? We want to start thinking about the customer. This is going to be a differentiator. You know, maybe yes. we'll sort of start a CX function, see what happens. But it does have to get to that point where the CX function is perceived as business critical, which requires yes. the insights that come out of that team to be you know, translated in a way that's important to whatever stakeholder they're speaking to, or, you know, let's connect this improvement to ROI. Yes. You know, I find so often CX pros want to just say, you know, like, we are here to advocate for the customer. Let's not talk about the business. <laughs> yes. That's not what we're advocating for. We're advocating for the customer. You really have to sort of bridge those two worlds. That's exactly it, Jenny, right? Is like you said, it, it's bridging those two worlds. I think what has been a I'll say a misunderstanding and, and a little bit of an aha moment that I've had in, in speaking to other, you know, CX leaders is that there's this kind of belief that you can only advocate for one or the other, right? Either it's on behalf of the customer or on behalf of the organization and, and it's sort of at odds. That's not the case at all. And as we've seen with teams and with organizations that have gotten really deep into this and integrated and brought it all together is that all of really what we do with customer experience impacts both the customer in a positive way and the organization, right? Some basic things. And, you know, we can talk about this a little deeper with things like journeys, but things like, you know, making a process simpler or easier or digitizing a process for a customer, they really often love that. And by the way, that typically saves an organization a lot of money, right? So it has an impact to both. I think the next layer of that is to what you were saying, right? Is for the ability for the CX team then to show that in a quantified way to tie it to the PNL, right? But what that requires, Jenny, though, is, is that requires, I think, for CX teams to kind of level up where maybe they don't have either expertise or maybe where they don't have the language. And that's okay. I think that, you know, a CX leader, CX practitioner, you can start anywhere. You can start with a marketing background. You can start with a operations background, technology background, but recognizing that when you go speak to the finance office, right, you need to be able to speak finance, right? When you go to the marketing office, you need to speak marketing. 
that is ultimately what will get us to be taken more seriously, number one. But number two, I think the biggest part is we do have to think about one of the first things I always ask is, I want to understand what is our core corporate KPIs we're looking at? What are the business units trying to accomplish? Because we can't create, call it a customer experience plan without that, without the, the knowledge of that, right? So we have our North Star for everything is making sure that we are supporting the business in achieving their KPIs, supporting the organization in delivering results for the shareholders. But that means that you do that through the lens of the customer, right? And I think the ability to articulate that, speak to it, and actually point to the PNL sheet to say, this is exactly where we made impact, right? This is where we reduce cycle time. This is where, you know, we made this process leaner. And by the way, look at what happened to our satisfaction score, right? Look at to how much we jumped on the Forrester index, right? Whatever the case may be, you show both at once. And that's where we really bring value. However, that requires, I think, a, a continuous learning mindset and really leveling up our discipline to be really cross-functional experts. Yep, absolutely. So talking about this cross-functional, I'm curious to hear because, you know, sometimes, you know, how CS is perceived or what they can do is a function of where they live within the organization. And so I'd be curious to hear, you know, from your experiences and what you've seen and sort of where CX has been, where do you find that CX can be? Do you have an idea of, you know, where you think it's most successful? Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those sort of existential CX questions, right? <laughs> this is uh, all the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. All the time, right? Where should we live and what makes sense, right? So my initial reaction to this is always really think of that as just geography. You know, I think in light of, you know, you and I are having, Jenny, this conversation, you know, in the middle of COVID and, you know, a lot of things happening. I think what we've seen in COVID that with so many organizations, right, working remotely and actually being quite successful at it, that while geography is a consideration, it kind of doesn't matter. I would encourage CX teams to sort of think of themselves the same way is that, you know, geography, it's just sort of a point to consider. That said, I think there's one thing to be mindful of, right? If you are, let's say, part of a marketing organization, right? You want to assure that you are tailoring what you're doing and also enabling your leader to kind of show how, you know, CX impacts marketing. And it's an and, right? And that also means, though, that you work with technology partners, you work with operations. Now, you may sit in operations. That doesn't mean, though, that you ignore marketing, right? You may sit in the strategy office, right? That doesn't mean that, you know, you ignore that you ignore finance, right? Or, or kind of vice versa. Or you may sit alone, right? You may report directly to the CEO. That doesn't mean that you, you know, sort of push things down. To me, where should it sit? I'd say don't get caught up in that because for some reason, whatever the case may be, a leadership team has decided that this is where it makes sense. And it's usually not because of the sort of functional nature of what CX is. It's just because maybe that leader in that function, whether the strategy office or the marketing office or, or, or whatever it may be, maybe the one who, who has been the biggest advocate for it, right? So I would look at the sort of bright side of it to say, okay, where they've made the decision for our organization to be is is probably the one where they thought it's best set up for success. Over time, I think you can consider whether there's something that is more appropriate. But what I've learned is the less I've worried about that and the more I, I focused on, I'm the partner that builds bridges with my team across the organization, then it really doesn't matter. So I personally, I've been a part of the the marketing office. I've been a part of the strategy office. I've been a part of, you know, reporting directly to the head of a business and they've all worked and they equally work as long as you don't let it sort of worry you or bog you down. I make sure that to whomever I'm reporting to, whether it be, you know, the head of a function, discipline, CEO, CMO, uh, chief strategy officer, 
that, that I tailor in my one-on-ones right with the impact we're having for them. But frankly, I do that for all the other business leaders too. So don't worry about it too much. I know sometimes that gets to be a kind of point of contention for, for some CX teams. My recommendation is, you know, be thoughtful, support your leader or manager, whoever it is that you report into. But at the same time, give that same nurture, caring, and thoughtfulness to all the other business leaders that you're working with. And then everyone will, will recognize, wow, this is a really great team that is looking to bring value to all parts of the organization, not just the one that they report into. Right. And I love, Claude, how you took this existential question and the answer was, it doesn't matter. So let's just throw out it doesn't, that question. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> there, yes, easy. Yes. It solves so many problems. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the and real it, answer is it doesn't matter because you just need to make sure you don't have that become a silo. That's true. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. And I think there's just more sort of energy wasted, Jenny, if you will, focusing and worrying about that, that, you know, if you're understand this point of view, and if you and your teams lead this way from, you know, this, the customer office or the CX office, then everyone will see it. It's more around, I think, the mindset of the CX team versus where you're actually placed that impacts how people will perceive you and whether you really are a kind of transformation and bridge builder for the organization, or, oh, they're just a subset of that group that they're in. I think that's really based on the on the way that the CX team actually approaches the organization. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, Pat, I know we covered a lot of ground in this episode. Thanks for sharing sort of all of your ideas. My pleasure. Yeah, we spent everything from how do you get into this role? What does a CX office or a CX function do? And then also what I think is really important is how can you make sure that it's perceived as a really serious discipline, right? And that it's collaborating with others across the organization so that it moves from, you know, that interface layer or that sort of interest point to being something that is a strategic differentiator, right? And sort of proactive source of ideas in the organization. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to ask you just one final question as the sign off, which is we've talked about this evolution of CX. I'd love to hear where you think it is going in the future. Yeah. So I think we have a really exciting path forward for CX as a discipline for CX teams and really the future impact that we can drive on organizations. I see the customer experience and sort of the customer office continuing to be a more significant bridge builder in the organization. I really see us as kind of the architects of bringing both people together on the inside as well as wearing the hat for the customer and with the customer from the outside in, right? So I think we will continue to sort of come more and more to the middle of the organization. I think there will be increased, not just demand for really what we do and how we think in the cross-functional nature, but also really to the value we bring to organizations. I have a, this is a personal theory, Jenny, I think in 10 years or 20 years, I think we will look back on kind of customer experience as one of those things for organizations that may not even have a sort of CX team. You know, I think they'll look at it and say, how did we ever live without this? And for the ones that do really enabling and empowering customer teams to bring teams together even more. So I think we have a really exciting future ahead. I think that it's necessary because consumerization is increasing, right? We're seeing it not just because of COVID, not just because of technology, but because we're all getting smarter, right? We as are as customers, right? I'll speak for myself even, right? I'm aware of more things, right? I know I have the ability to make more choices. And so I think the CX team really being the driver of preparing for the future is really who will be. The part I will put on us, Jenny, is I think we need to think of ourselves as continuous learners, right? Look at where you, where you may be a little bit deficient, not just for you individually, but for your teams and level up, right? Learn how to speak all the different languages, 
come to the table prepared, do your homework, right? I would almost argue that, you know, you want to be probably one of the most cross-functional, you know, some of the, the most well-informed people in the organization, and that will really bring value. So part of the homework is on us, but as consumerization increases, I think the doors will open wider. And I think it's really exciting future for this discipline, for these teams, and really the value that we can all bring. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> I hope that is all the case too, right? CX will become essential, but it does require some work. So thank you so much for joining. I know I really enjoyed the conversation. There's a lot of really good advice in here. I'm sure other you know, CX professionals out there listening um, will love to hear this perspective you know, from someone else in the field. What, what are they seeing and what's going on? So thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Jenny. It's been a pleasure. I'm a big fan of the CX cast. You know, I, I've informed myself a lot of my learning comes through you all as well. So it's been exciting and really fun to be a part of this journey and shared as well. So thanks so much. Listeners, if you're interested to learn more about some of the topics we touched on today, check this week's notes for some links to some research that we have, blogs that touch on some of these topics, and we will talk to you next week. Bye for now. 